Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. Episode 51, Scrap Yarn Makeover. Only one more till one year. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. I know. I, I know. was thinking about that today, and I gotta be honest, I'm gonna tell everybody a bit of a, a bit of a blonde moment I might have had. I'm looking and I'm like, okay, episode 51 today. Which means episode 52 is next week. And I was like, but wait, I thought our one year was not until a week after that. But 52 weeks is a year. But I literally couldn't get my mind around that there's 52. And then that's the one year anniversary. So (laughs) not sure why my brain did not want to process that. But it took me a couple tries looking at the calendar earlier to be like, hey there. uh, (laughs) 52 whole weeks. Um, But this week we thought we would talk about scrap yarn because i feel like it is not talked about enough um everyone has it sure do (laughs) nobody wants to talk about how it works out when you've got beautiful yarn and there's like a quarter or a half a skein left that you don't really know what to do with but you don't want to get rid of it because it's expensive and it's really pretty um so what do you do with that stuff um i was just gonna say also, I seem to have a lot of scrap yarn of different dye lots, which is why it's in the scrap pile, because I'm like, that's not enough of anything that I would ever need to make with that. Oh, that makes sense. Because once I... a dye lot is gone, like, I don't think that they, like, I think that's the point of a dye lot. It's like when you go get paint at the store, you go get more paint later on for them to mix. It's not going to be the same that's why they always say like buy all the paint that you need at once because when they go remix it like it's going to be a different shade so i'm like never can i go back to the craft store and find the same dye lot that i need i'm in some different like yarn d stash type groups and even some of my knitting groups and i will see poor ladies on there like desperately like does anybody buy a long shot happen to have one skein of this i'm desperate (laughs) like get into the universe um but it's i don't know i just i've not ran into the dye lot thing a lot because obviously i haven't went through a whole lot of yarn in my minimal experience here but i did make remy a christmas scarf that by the way she never ended up wearing um because that's my life um but i had a bunch of skeins of the cotton like whatever it is the standard issue like christmas variegated white green red maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit of pink um and that's what i used but i noticed they had a dye lot and one of them didn't have a label because i had bought like just kind of a mixed bag of cottons off of ebay and it was slightly off. Like the red was yeah. not as red. It wasn't as scarlet. It was more like an orangey red. And then I was like, oh, well, I see why this matters now because. So luckily, there was a few of the same dye lots. Before I really got much into, I guess, yarn and dye lots and that kind of thing. I made a baby blanket for a person I worked with. They were having a new grandson. And asked if I'd make a baby blanket. I said, yeah. And she told me what color she wanted. I got the yarn. Except for I didn't check the dye lots. And half that blanket was like a super like dark blue, white, gray kind of color. And then the bottom of it was like the same 
color technically, but different dye lot. So it was quite a bit lighter and you could definitely tell where I gained oh, no. the skeins. They say the thing to do about that is if you have a dye lot issue like that to alternate your rows. So then that way it kind of blends Blend. in with Yeah, each that other. makes sense. That's kind of a pain though also. Yeah. Um, speaking of rows, we'll come back to our scraps here. How's your temperature blanket coming along? Or both of them? Pretty actually? good. Good. Um, I'm getting really tired of seeing the same colors though. I gotta be honest. Like I am ready to see a change up of some colors. Uh, I was excited yesterday to introduce white for snow. Yeah. Um, we did get, I don't know, probably like four inches of snow here yesterday. Uh, it's, I don't know, they were calling for a bunch. We ended up getting some ice and then some snow on top of it. And now tomorrow night, I don't know if you saw that, we are supposed to get like another two inches with some ice mixed in. Oh. And then by this weekend, there is another big storm coming potentially for like our, a little bit south of us, uh, Port Tennessee, like Charlotte, those areas, Roanoke, Richmond, like the same areas that keep getting hit, it seems. But um, so I'm sorry if anybody's listening in those areas. I know you guys aren't really used to snow. We're sorry about that. Mother Nature's got it jacked up. Um, it's rather unfortunate that you guys are seeing so much winter weather, but we had just a little bit here. So I got to mix in white yesterday, which was exciting because otherwise I too was getting sick of Dark blue, light blue, dark blue, dark blue, dark blue, light blue, light blue, teal blue, light blue, dark blue. Yeah. My one blanket, it's like right now just shades of gray and black. <laughs> it's just boring. It's so boring. Oh, okay. So tell me about your favorite scrap project. Hold on oh my just goodness. one second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> totally okay. This You're is gone. Lucas, put one of them in here. They're it bad. See, this is real life. We know so you guys sorry about that. The fact that we edit nothing because <laughs> life just happens, man. It's and, just, you know, it's it's because I'm not out there monitoring the situation that they think they can just get away with whatever. And so, Lucky, being the hood rat that she is, is out there trying to cause problems. With the other two, so she's gonna run that house. She thinks that she is. <laughs> she's like, there's no supervision out here right now. So, oh, I love it. Uh, Liza, as per usual, curled up on the couch under a blanket because she just lives her best life and sleeps all day. I mean, like 22 hours a day, this dog is asleep. I kid you not. That's life. <laughs> I know. I gotta admit, Tell I am you. pretty jealous. Especially, I've had you know some sinusy stuff I'm sure everybody can hear it my voice is a little hoarse and I'm a little stuffy but I've not been sleeping good at all so I am thoroughly jealous of this dog and all of the sleep that she seems to get um I although because I don't sleep well look up things like scrap patterns um you know, I was looking up different things that are outside of the norm like I know a lot of people do scrap blankets Yes. And mm-hmm. I would imagine if you just magic knot along as you go, that it wouldn't be too hard. Like it wouldn't be a lot of weaving in ends or. Oh, no. Not if that was like your sole intent was just to like do a scrap buster project. Because it's not going to, 
like it's not meant to match or look like any type of any type of way like you're just using up yarn yeah and if you don't like the way it looks or it's I mean sometimes a mix of yarns can kind of be homely I get it there are shelters and places that would love to have or homeless people that would love to have it regardless of what it looks like so you know don't feel hesitant because you don't have the right colors of scrap yarn to use on a project but I did look up some other um, fun projects that are small to use like minimal amounts of leftover yarn um, yeah scrunchies have made mm-hmm. a huge comeback yes and that's a big thing I was looking at scrunchie patterns um the boot cuff like just the pretend like false boot cuff thing yeah mm-hmm. um you know not a whole whole lot there um being used um but also which I know is uh, clearly more crochet um how much yarn does like your granny square take up oh not very much um just maybe that might be a fun thing too because then you could just make you know different squares with the different scraps you've got yeah there's a lot of people that that do do that with um their extra yarn i'm not a huge granny square person um i mean i've made granny squares and things of course but it's just not my favorite pattern because there's holes in it and for blankets like I'm more of a I want a heavy thick blanket you know that doesn't have holes in it yes and I will say that's one thing about knitting I guess that I do like is unless you specifically are working like a lace pattern or doing yarn overs or something you're not there's really no holes in knitting typically um unless you know you purposely put it there but on the other hand sometimes I feel like I don't know I feel like my stuff would work my stuff works up faster like if I'm doing yarn overs or lace work I feel like I'm like oh hey look at me getting through this big part but it's because I've got some spaces and gaps in there that I normally don't have um but I don't know I've been magic not uh joining all of my rows for the temperature blanket oh okay learn how you would you know with scraps and it's working out okay like um I'm trying to go two stitches before the last like the last two stitches do the magic knot before then so that then it works out to where the knot's not right on the end every single time right um and that seems to be working out okay now there's a couple rows where it's like the first stitch or three might be in the other color because I just didn't do a good enough job of where to join to that. But oh, yeah, I feel productive that I'm caught all the way up on it. And it's funny because yes. today Jeff even said, "Have you been doing your rows on your blanket?" <laughs> Eric has um, been reminding me every night too, and not that he needs to remind me, but I will get out yarn to work on something that night and he'll be like I didn't see you get your rose done did you get your temperature blanket rose done tonight and I was like they're getting done tonight mind your business <laughs> worry about what order I work in tonight I've probably got 50 stitches left on today's row out of 250 which isn't bad but I only had to stop because it was time to take Gatlin to basketball and then I had to pick up a click list which I know it's very first world problems but I'm getting 
rather fed up with Kroger and their quick list. Dirty look is going to them today. Oh, okay. They just jack things up like they purposely, I kid you not, put every single canned good that we ordered today, which might have been like 30 <laughs> in one bag. Oh, no. Which, as life would have it, before I even got it out of the car, they already broke the handle putting it in the car and oh, didn't say no. anything. So then it's like this plastic bag with 8,000 pounds and a broken handle. Um, and then half a gallon of chocolate milk. Looks as if somebody might have opened a box and used a box cutter down the side of it. And one wrong move and that thing is going to blow. It is not leaking yet. Oh, no. But it's like a big cut right down the plastic. I mean, it's like a dollar, so it's not that. But it's just like they get us on something every single time. We said no substitutions. They sent us like three boxes of the same kind of poppy seed muffins and i can assure you no one here eats poppy seed muffins <sighs> okay well i do so if you don't have any place Please. to put those you can send them to me <laughs> excellent because obviously i don't want to waste anything but i'm just like listen you, you have one job one job um okay enough of my pedal stool um i have some good scraps now here's something i wonder have you ever like, how, what do you do about the scrap yarn being different weights? Oh, I, well. I know you live on worsted weight, so. I was going to say, typically, the only scrap yarn I keep is worsted weight. I am not a fan of, like, any other weight of yarn. <laughs> so, once I'm done with the, if I get, like, chunky yarn or ugh, even that lace yarn or, you know sock yarn or whatever i will use it for whatever project i'm specifically working on and then after that i usually toss it because i only buy really enough that i need for that project and that's it now my worsted yarn i keep all of that i keep all the scraps of that because i can always use that for something and so many times have i come up short on a project that i'm like Mm. man please 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 just let me have like another five feet of gray yarn (laughs) somewhere and I'll look through my scrap box and sure enough like I'll have just a little smidge of the same color that I needed it wasn't enough you know for a project or to start a project but it was enough to to get me by or to finish well what I was working um, on for future reference whenever you've got anything higher than a worsted weight that you are done with Give me all the chunky yarn. Okay. It's my fave. And again, I think it's because I need instant gratification and it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something quickly instead of like, oh, I started on a sock pattern. And if I'm being 100% honest, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to rip it out and start all the way over because it's okay. It's okay. Optimism here is I really do need the practice because I want to get good at it. Um, and I enjoy it. It is funny. It is like the babiest stitches I've I've ever done in my life. Um, it's a nine-inch circular needle, uh, size two, U.S., which I believe is two point two five millimeters, perhaps. Oh, okay. Um, it is just tiny, and 
it looked really good. The cuff did, but somewhere I lost a stitch or I just didn't count. I was supposed to cast on 60. And so I got pretty far down the cuff with 59. And so to do the ribbing, I was, you know, knitting two, purling two, knitting two, purling two. Except for then when I would get to the end, there wasn't, there was only three left. So I would just purl, 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 and then start over. Um, and it's not going to work out well. And there is no way I'm going to be able to replicate what I've got going on for a second sock to match it. So oh. um, I'm just going to start over. I paid for, which it was a whole whopping dollar. Um, the It's called the Fish Lips Kiss Heel oh. Pattern. Okay. Um, Sounds like a whole lot going on there. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. So, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, this looks very similar to, like, uh, the mitered corners from my 10-stitch blanket, which is also a great scrap project because mm-hmm. you're only ever working 10 stitches at a time. So, you can use even short lengths of yarn will make it look like you've got a lot of that color because it's just little baby rows. Um, but, anywho, this pattern looked very similar like oh that's the mitered corner for the heel that's how you work the heel out kind of like a boxy corner of a cube if you will okay doesn't look like it should be that bad dude i download this pattern and i kid you not and this is just the heel this is just the heel part of the pattern like it's not a full sock pattern this is just how you can do this special kind of heel that's supposed to be easier five page pattern oh my for the heel and it's like all kinds of verbiage I've never heard of. And I was like, whoa, Brittany, you might have jumped into something that you don't know about. So I'm going to be honest. I think what I'm going to try to do, and this might sound a little lame. So again, if we've got any sock knitters listening, hit me up. Help me out here. Um, but I think for my first pair, I'm just going to go straight down. Like, you know how hospital slippy socks are? I think there is so. no heel. It's just like a pull-on, like a tube oh. sock almost. Okay. Um, I found some patterns that are worked in like a spiral almost mm-hmm. to where it's there is no heel, but because of the spiral nature of the pattern, it fits almost like there is a heel. Okay. And instead of getting carried away on this heel when it looks really aggressive, because even the a regular gusset and flap type heel was even scarier than this fish lips kiss um (laughs) you know what it makes me think of did you ever see the movie the fish with don knots no oh my gosh i hope somebody listening has seen this movie it's old i should look at i should be able to look it up here um i think i know what you're talking about i've just never seen it He's like, put, he ends up falling in the water and turning into part cartoon fish. Yes, running, yeah. Kiss lips. That's what it makes me think yeah. of every time I say this pattern of that Don Knotts movie. Man, wonder what year that came out. Um, oh, it's old. I don't know. Um, makes me think of all the girls with the selfies that make oh, them yes. like duck um, faces. Oh yes. Then, why is why is that such a thing? I don't know. I have a really hard time smiling like in selfies because I feel like I'm concentrating too much on like trying to hold the phone and press the button. <laughs> like they're always awkward. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Did you ever watch Friends? Um 
when Monica and Chandler went to go get their engagement pictures taken? No, I'll be honest. Mom loved Friends, and thus I hated it. Oh. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I know. I know it is. And you know what? To watch it now, I probably would enjoy it because I'll tell you, Seinfeld is like that. Yeah. She loves Seinfeld. And I was like, this is the stupidest freaking show. Well, but you know, now that I'm older, it makes me laugh. Yes, that's what I think it is. You need to have relatable experiences, I feel like, to some of these shows to really appreciate them. And I feel like you can't really do that until you're an adult. I did not appreciate The Office until I truly worked in an office environment. <laughs> and now I'm absolutely, like, appreciative of everyone on the show. And they work in sales, of all things, too. Yes. And, like, I mean, even just, I just, it's, like you said, it's very relatable, mm-hmm. um, indeed. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, the fish lips thing, I don't know. I think I'm going to try to just do this spiral sock first. But I'll tell you, that size yarn... It's like super fine and coming mm-hmm. from someone who thoroughly enjoys bulky yarn. Yeah. I feel like someone's playing a trick on me. Like I feel like um, the Food Network show where they make you do all the crazy stuff and you've got like, you know, you're cooking on a campfire grill with doll, you know, pans and spoons and like they out in brown just makes you do all kind of crazy stuff. And that's what I feel like. Somebody's like, let's give you the world's tiniest needles and see what you can make happen there. Like it's a toy. <laughs> like I feel like I'm using a child's toy to try to do it. I have a hard time getting my tension back to where it needs to be when I work on like something with really chunky yarn. And then I go down to like a smaller yarn, like a worsted weight or even a, like a sport weight yarn. It like, I, I feel like my stitches are way looser than what they should be because I'm used to working with the bigger yarn. Like, uh, for instance, that American flag blanket that I just made last, like, that was I mean, it was a quick project because the yarn is chunky yarn, but when I went back to working on some of my worsted weight projects, I was like, oh, I gotta rip this whole row out because that looks like trash with the tension being what it is. My first row of white yesterday looked like that and I think it's because I did not pay enough attention in gathering my yarn for the temperature blanket and my teal blue color which is my like really cold color um I think it is almost like one below worsted oh so every time I latch back on with a worsted it's like at first because just trying to mix the two I guess I don't know but it's I'm too far in at this point to change any colors or go back I keep seeing gosh ladies if you're listening I keep seeing you in the group that you have ripped out your entire month and started over and I commend you because I'll be honest we are 18 days in and if I had to rip this all the way out and start over at 250 stitches per row (laughs) I would probably just enjoy seeing everybody else's finished project when the time comes and I would not have one be like, I'm going to burn this project is what I'm going to do. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, But kudos to them that they really want it to look a certain way or really want to, you know, use a certain stitch and are willing to take the time to rip it out and redo it. Because, um, like well, I said, I don't know that I would have that in me. That's why I'm doing, too. Because the first one that I had decided on was before I saw kind of a inspiration for the second one that I'm working on. I was like, oh, but I like that one better. But I had already bought the yarn for the first one that I was doing. I was like, oh, I might as well just do it because what else am I going to use this yarn for? I 
specifically picked it out for this project. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. It's coming along, though. I do feel good about that. I feel like I... I don't know how much scrap I'll have left over from this. I'm hoping that I don't need more of any color, honestly. And that I've got enough. But I think because I'm only doing one row a day, mm-hmm. it's not using a whole lot. Right. Um... So I don't know. I do. I do feel good about that. Um, how also are you coming along on your New Year's goals? I know we're only halfway into the month, good. but we committed to following up with the people and letting them know. So I figured we would do a little check in on that, maybe too. Uh, yeah. Um, for being <laughs> eighteen days in, pretty good. Um, I know we had talked about, I think it was last week that I was like really upset with myself because I wasn't as far as I wanted to be. And I was like, I'm not even two weeks into the year yet. Like I need to just calm down, but I'm one of those where I get something in my head and I fixated on it and I can't like, it has to be that way. (laughs) I can't get past it at, at that point. Um, but no, for 18 days in, I am I am ahead of where I wanted to be. So I can't complain. Um, I just am the type of person that I feel like I need to be at my December goals by the end of January. And that's not realistic. And I need to work on that. Well, 2023 okay. New Year's um, goal will be. <laughs> we'll work on that one next Put year. myself back in check. Um, I love it. I feel good about, well, Sticking with the temperature blanket, if we're going to be honest. I get distracted easily. I'm like a bird. I see a shiny object. I uh, try it. But I feel like because it is, again, only one row a day, that I'm just working it out here. And I was sick last week, so I did get behind a little bit. But um, Sunday, when I was feeling better, I was able to knock those couple of rows out that I was down, which was manageable. So I feel Mm -hmm. good for... For sticking with that. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I know that we both set personal goals in regards to our knitting and crocheted items for the Mm -hmm. year. Um, Last year, really being my first full year of being a knitter, I sewed um, some dishcloths, two different orders, and I made $75 total last year. So and isn't that yes. a good feeling too when people really kind of appreciate the work that you You know what it was especially it. because both of those orders were kind of like on the fly it wasn't like there was a price discussed or anything and honestly like I just kind of feel awkward still about knowing how to price that or how much to say something is worth even though I know what I spent right. in the time and the yarn and all of that like it's just new for me um so it was really rewarding just that they appreciated my time and my hard work. Um, right. And so this year, my goal is $500. And I know we are working early on lining us up some good festivals mm-hmm. um, that will really help us get there. I know your goal is uh, a bit bigger than mine, but you have been rocking it already. Well, yes. But I try to work really diligently in the winter months because come the warmer months literally no one is remotely considering a scarf or shawl or 
hat or blanket or whatever. So anything that I try to sell in the summertime has to be like dishcloths or what have you. But I really, I don't make a whole lot of those. Uh, But so I really try to capitalize on the winter months. And then of course, right before Christmas when not enough penises can be crocheted. For two weeks sure. prior to Christmas. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's always a thing. Man. I really I feel need like... to just make a stock, honestly. Um, like a couple months before Christmas. And then when the orders start coming in, I'd like I'm just ready to go. Right. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It is something, uh, you have had quite a bit of variations there in the yeah. uh, anatomy section, if you will. Yeah. Um. But I feel like, too, you know, you're talking about the summer months, and I totally get that. Uh, Nobody is buying scarves, like you said, mid-July when it's 9,000 degrees. Even when I go to festivals, they're like, yeah, it's really cute. No, thank you. (laughs) But I feel like it's a good time to at least work on small projects that we can stock up for for those fall festivals. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited for the festivals this year because, of course, we know our festival plans last year backfired because Mm -hmm. last minute uh, it turned out a little scammy and kind of lucky that we didn't end up getting to pay them our money because I'm I'm not sure we would have ever seen it again. That the Scarecrow Festival is back on this year. So excited. That's probably the one I'm the most excited about, to be honest. I am pretty excited just because it's local for us. Right. Um, and they haven't had it for a while because of COVID. So mm-hmm. two years really? they didn't. Right. Right. Yeah. And then if you recall, uh, they had it, but then just prior to that, they hadn't had it for a couple years also mm-hmm. because it was like under new, I don't know, something, some reason. But anywho, it's back this year and we are gonna be there. Oh, yes. I am so excited. So, so excited. I've been talking to Eric about it the last couple of days and just the stuff that I want to make and take and all that. And he and I usually go up there and take the boys every year that they've had it. And it's always been a lot of fun. We've just parked at his mom's house and then walked up and like always had a really good time. And I've every time we've gone, I'm like, man, I really want to get a booth. I wonder how much it is to have a booth here. Because one thing I don't really see is like, there's maybe a couple craft vendors, but the rest of it is like, um, businesses around the area, um, you know, that are promoting stuff and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like the the hospital giving away health bags and stuff like that. And then like, there's some direct sales vendors there and things, but you don't really see a whole lot of craft vendors, just a couple. And I'm like, that's a good, that's a good thing to be there because there's not very many. So it's not, it's not like you're really competing with a whole lot of people. So I feel like we can bring something different. Yeah, I think so, too. And I'm kind of excited because uh, we kind of got snubbed a little last year by another event here in town that we wanted to do. But they said there was already enough uh, similar crochet or knit vendors there. So, mm-hmm. um, but then last minute they messaged us and we're like, oh, hey. 
sorry, it's last minute. Any chance you can still come? No. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited to be able to be in a different venue still yeah. in this local area to show off what they're missing. Yeah. Well, and because we're from that area, work with a lot of people in that area. My husband's family lives in that area. To be a part of the community of people that we know and see and are around regularly and stuff like that's that adds another element of fun too because it's not just like we're just there to sell but we're also there to like hang out and see friends and family and people who a lot of people who we haven't really seen in a couple years too probably yes definitely definitely in person um it's funny because sometimes i will talk to people uh at our workplace and mention you know oh well here in our town it's this and they'll be like well that's my town too and i'm like what you know what I mean? Because normally we don't, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know, but everybody's still in and out of the office sporadically and, you know, things are ever changing. So who knows? But, um, yeah, a lot of people that we truly haven't seen for a long time. So I think it'll be yeah. really fun, but, um, I don't know. I think I'm going to work on, um, dishcloths mm-hmm. or perhaps trivets because I haven't brought them up for quite a bit of time. <laughs> Um, actually I had a giggle to myself today because I was typing and you know how your phone will like give you the words to choose from that you're likely like predictive text, I guess. Yeah. Called. Um, it said needle, I did needles and then it said hooks and trivets. Oh, like, when have I ever said needles, hooks and trivets? <laughs> Never. But apparently it just wanted me to remember that oh. I do love the word trivet. So um, I figure those are some different things um, to work on. And then, of course, maybe like some headbands or I don't know, hats I'm just not that good at still. I'm going to really focus on fall slash Halloween type stuff. Because even though it's the Scarecrow Festival, it's still like the middle of September, like the second weekend of September. Yes. So it's still pretty warm when we are out there but yeah that's a good call people are getting to the point of just being done with summer by that point and they are ready for halloween and fall so that pumpkin spice latte season yeah yeah i don't drink it either so i think that um like making like some pumpkin stuff and candy corn stuff and um even those little stuffed pumpkins i've made before with like the little uh cinnamon stick for the yeah Stem, things like that. I think that would be fine. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I was looking at some cute little, like, uh, folly, scarecrow-y type stuff, too, the other day. Just some cute little things. Um, But, yeah, I think that kind of stuff. And And like I said, I think I'm going to have, like, a section for dishcloths and scrubbies, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Or some little simple stuff like that that are pretty basic that people tend to like. Um, I've still got a, gosh, I, I know I talked about it on here. I don't even remember how long ago, long time ago. Uh, I bought a lot of cotton skeins on eBay and it was like, I don't know, like 60 some of them for like 50 some dollars or something free shipping. So around a dollar, dollar and a quarter a piece, which I didn't think was too bad. But I still have boatloads of it left. And it's not bad because it's in my purse and Mm -hmm. easily have at basketball or wherever we are. Um, 
and I don't, I don't know. I don't do really any fancy patterns on those. So it's kind of like I can watch Gatlin play basketball while I'm knitting and not like, I don't really have to look at my work for that. It's pretty basic. So I feel like those will be some good, easy things to work on to try to build up some stuff before we hit the scene in the festival world. Yeah. And it's good to know this early in the year that they plan on having it. So it gives us time. Yes. I too am thankful for last that. minute Because last year there were some last minute ones where they were like, we don't know what we're doing yet this year. And then all of a sudden it's this mad dash trying to get vendors. And it's like, we, right. we needed more of a notice. Right. Yes. And I think, I don't know. I think that, that you know, everyone's adjusting and realizing you know, how things are and whatever, and especially with a lot of these events, like the Scarecrow Festival being outdoors, you know, that helps us too, so I'm thankful for that. I I hope it's not a sweltering weekend, because September is a weird month for us. You're so yeah. right. It could be chilly. It could be 95. <laughs> I know. I know. We had, I was frustrated last football season, because of course, you know, for cheer, we didn't really have a lot of cold games and like, not that I want to freeze to death by any means, but like we had some football games, I kid you not, where it was so hot. We had kids like throwing up on the track. I mean, just miserable heat. And I'm like, it's, is it football season? Hoodie season? Yes. What? Where did we miss that one? Yes. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so hopefully if you have any scrap ideas, you can let us know or send us pictures of what projects you've made with your scrap yarn. Um, we would love some inspiration and ideas to be able to share with everybody else listening. Um, you can always find us on Facebook or Instagram at NeedlesHooksDL. Uh, you can email us any feedback, info, ideas, just say hello, whatever. It is needles, hooks, and dirty looks at gmail.com, spelled all the way out. Um, or lastly, you can find our Facebook group. We are making temperature blankets there. You don't have to make a single thing. You could just join us and check out our stuff and hang out with us there. It's a pretty, pretty fun group. We got about 150 uh, friends, listeners, everyone alike uh, in there with us. And mm-hmm. you can find us. Um, the Facebook group is Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast Year-Long Stitchathon. I assure you, you will not find a single other group with any remotely similar name. Um, so look it up, find us there, and join us. Um, but otherwise, we would love your feedback on your scrap yarn. So hit us up, tell us what you're up to, and uh, join us next week for the last episode of the first season. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.